Hello and welcome to our podcast. My name is Natasha. And my name is Lauren. Join us as we discuss all things Neighbours. And it's unfinished business. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us this week for our Valentine's episode. Yes, Valentine's Day is just around the corner, so we thought we would give you a rundown of our top five couples. I mean, I know it seems a bit harsh to be talking about our top couples when we've had, you know, such a devastating um, shock at the last sort of like, you know, episodes. Mm, Indeed it was. Um, Did you want to start off then, Laura? I mean, yeah, I think obviously straight away, let's not talk about that, you know, what's kind of happened there, because there's obviously so much more other stuff that's happened prior to that and after that um like loads of drama so I think going back to the start of the two weeks we see Mel is kind of like overdoing it a little bit with her lying so she's lying about the fact that she's in a relationship with that um mm-hmm. Santo guy um and she's obviously trying to get Tony and Therese off of her back um but Therese actually sees Santo with Vera and um, obviously realises that or thinks that he's kind of like playing the field and tells um, Toadie and Toadie actually confronts him and Mel then obviously has to admit that she's um, lied basically. She's just trying to, you know, be like, well, you told me to move on so I'm doing my best kind of thing. But the fact that she had to try and lie to do that in the first place is, you know, it's not very fair. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, but also, I mean, I guess Therese also, conf- you know, seeing that and saying something. Mm. I guess she was trying to look out for Mel, mm. but it's very difficult to not think that there was like motives and stuff, like wanting to hurt her or whatever, mm. or embarrass her or humiliate her. Um, just because of the whole situation and then obviously what transpired after that mm. um, way down the line um, between Toadie and Mel yeah. so I understand that Teresa's got some concerns and at, to some degree they are valid especially the second week rather than the first week yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll obviously we'll as we'll talk that we'll, we'll see. You know the situation kind of plays out a little bit more now. Chelsea, mm. like yeah, rolling your eyes. <laughs> um, obviously she's making a plan, the ploy to obviously, um, you know, get her claws into Paul, but is obviously manipulating everybody along her way, and you know after Cara and Remy have actually sorted all their issues out, she's now trying to actually get between them again. And there's obviously clearly some sort of um, previous friction between her and Remy. Um, Yeah. Just, I don't know. Like, what are you thinking of that whole situation and her trying to get her claws into Paul and stuff? Um, I mean, it would be good to know if she's got a previous history with doing these kind of things um because to me it doesn't feel like it's a one-off um she's so money hungry um and yeah you know her setting up that perfume business although I think the perfume was probably dodgy (laughs) um because she seems dodgy oh Um, she couldn't pay Sadie 
Yeah, no, all of that. That was just like, well, she she doesn't even have the money to be able to pay Sadie because she's actually not making a profit from the the perfume that she's selling. So, but then I thought you can afford to give Paul some flowers. Mm. So I was like, you know, that bunch looked really nice. So that's going to cost quite a bit. So I don't know. Um, I mean, Remy should feel you know, animosity against her, you know, the fact that Cara actually had to bail her out. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, yeah, out of order. She's just kind of waltzed in, expected to be put up in their house, um, causing all of this kind of, but it's not even like major chaos. You can tell there's like, you know, like her going into Tony's office. Mm-hmm. And getting out the divorce file between Therese and Paul. Because yeah. she basically wants to find out info to impress Paul. And it's yeah. just... I'm not sure why you'd find it in a divorce. <laughs> no, she wants to obviously see... I think there was a query over... Someone said... Um, oh, well, after all of the divorces that he's had, he probably doesn't have much money left. So she was looking at his yeah. net worth to work out actually how much Paul is worth to see how much she would get. Well, none she... of us really know. He's all up and down with that, isn't so, he? Exactly, I know. He seems to miraculously, <laughs> whenever something goes wrong, he ends up to miraculously fall, you know, mm-hmm. and on his feet again and seem to have money again. And it's like, well, how did that happen so quickly? But, you know, of course, this is so planned and... Uh, yeah. always managed to make his way back to wherever he needs to be yeah. uh, talking of Paul now obviously he's got this thing for against Krista he doesn't like Krista but he's said oh you know let bygones be bygones everything's going to be fine because you know I don't want to lose another son obviously prior to David dying um, and he's actually but he's got uh, Sadie spying on uh, both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought what was really odd was that Sadie was just randomly in the, the, the pub in the waterhole with Abigail, like holding her, like just listening into their conversation. And it's like, well, surely they would see that she was <laughs> there with Abigail. Like, how do they not show, like, know that she was there? And one moment <laughs> makes me really laugh is that... Um, Obviously, Sadie was giving her opinion to Paul at one point, but even before he said it, I knew what he was going to say. I knew he was going to say, um, I'm not paying you for your opinion. Literally, mm-hmm. even before he said it, I was like, he's going to... And I was just like, oh, he started to play his old mind games of like yeah. laying people off against each other, yeah. like manipulating people. Classic Paul. Um, yeah, classic Paul. Um, but and but and at this point, uh, David is still obviously not talking to him, so he's got to be very careful that he's not gonna, um, you know, push Leo away. But mm-hmm. this big thing that he has against Krista is obviously now since David's died is mm-hmm. uh, playing right into his hands because he can use uh it to you can use Krista, you know, in this situation and be like, well, she's the reason that. Um, David's dead etc so um, and basically pass the blame onto her so just a question because I didn't quite understand so there was a flashback between Eden and Paul yes so that was Paul telling Eden she's pregnant basically he basically to stir up because obviously he wants Krista and Leo to break up yeah so he gave Krista the information 
uh, sorry he gave Eden the information about Krista yeah but I don't think he told her um him where they were I did see, I do think I do think I was, I was very kind of like hold on a second though but clearly that would have even if he didn't tell him where they were no. that would have prompted Oh, yeah, 100%. Ah, so... I think that's where Paul's guilt is coming from over the whole situation, mm. that, that he knows that he was the one that told Eden this information, yeah. which has obviously fueled, it, fueled Eden to then go and find Krista. And then obviously... But, but then he's unfairly deflecting that onto Krista. Oh, now, I, I agree that you should be mad at Krista because Eden wouldn't really be in your life, any of your lives, if it wasn't for her. But yeah. at the same time it's more likely that you've wound him up mm. and prompted it than actually Krista. Yeah. Because why hasn't he popped up until now? You know, <laughs> she's been, she's been, you know, dating Leo and, you know, being all like romantic and lovey-dovey. Surely yeah. if he'd been spying on them, he would have seen that and that would have wound no, him up. but Eden was in prison. Oh, yeah. Eden was in prison and he'd been but released. But we don't know when he got out. But he... Andrew, I think it was a couple of days before they went to the holiday, because um, Andrew mentioned that he'd phoned both Krista and Paul to tell them that Eden had, had been released from prison. Okay. It would give them a heads up, but Krista had her phone off the whole time she was away, so she didn't get the phone call, whereas Paul did. Yeah, I did. miss a lot. I miss a lot. <laughs> yeah, so Paul, whereas Paul did... And then that's when I think he then invited Eden around to have the chat with him mm. because he wanted to, like you say, break mm. up and Leo. So mm. there's a lot of little like ins and outs and stuff. Yeah. Um. So leading up to obviously was we've started talking about obviously the the holiday and stuff and what's happened. Um. The start of it is obviously Sasha actually shows up into Erinsborough to obviously, um, to kind of talk to Nicolette and obviously yeah. actually realizes that that there was a connection there, but obviously nothing can happen. But um, unfortunately, Veronica obviously sees um, them together and obviously has a complete meltdown about it and finds then the holiday information on the ground mm -hmm. that Nicolette's dropped. Um, so then you know, obviously, oh, Veronica's going to make her way to the um, holiday home. Um, I, before they this all kicked off... I was under the assumption that, and the way the trailer played out, that Veronica was the one that had yeah, a big me in, too. in the accident. I thought it was to do with her. Yeah. And then it happened, and I was like, oh, she's just had a bit of a tiff with Nicolette, and then they've, like, made up, and then she's gone away again. It had nothing to do with her at all. So the trailer didn't actually, like... Yeah, and also I found that a little bit weird. I mean, I think it's good that Veronica's calmed down. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, but would she have, especially when Nicolette confided in her and said, well, I kind of did like him. Yeah. Like, it's not, it wasn't all in your head. You weren't going crazy. That, if that were me, I that would probably make me feel worse. Yeah. You know, she's already a jealous person, um, clearly um hence why she's gone really crazy so surely knowing that information she didn't go crazy because she knew something that they were lying about it's the fact that she loves Sasha and yeah. Sasha's likes Nicolette and Nicolette likes Sasha 
that's the jealousy not the fact that oh I knew I knew it I knew it no it's not about that so it really confused me why she died down and I'm thinking to just forgive wasn't she yeah I just don't understand it Nicolette went well no uh she said oh did anything happen she's oh no no no, nothing happened and it's like oh but that's okay then but it's not because you've just admitted to me that you liked my partner she she was unhinged like all of these this stuff about you know the kidnapping (laughs) temporary temporarily kidnapping you know just all this really weird stuff breaking in and but yeah she's accepted this and yeah I'm not crazy anymore yeah it was a bit unless it unravels you know, and there's going to be more later. I don't know, but I just don't believe that she's just calmed down. Yeah, very, very. It's just odd. too quick to resolve that. And maybe it was just a setup for the way that Nicolette was then not with the others in the bush. She needed to be away because of Veronica. Yeah, but I still, in that moment, I still would have expected more pushback yeah. from Veronica. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have, you know, okay, maybe her craziness would have died down because now she knows the truth. But to just go, yeah, I mean, I guess they are they they the Christian background. That's how they met through the church. So maybe forgiveness, maybe that's the reason why they've gone down that avenue. But I, you know, you can forgive, but you can't forget. So yeah. as much as you you can say I forgive you, that doesn't mean that now you're best friends, which is how they kind of made it seem. Yeah, very odd. Yeah, very odd. Um, so obviously before they go away, you see Paul and David kind of have this uh reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Paul's like, you know, I have all this time been trying to make small steps with you. Um, and obviously because there's been all of the gossip and stuff, and we kind of knew that David was really the one that wasn't coming back, it was kind of a bit of a sweet moment because you're like, Oh, like We know. Yeah, we know you're not gonna you know yeah. actually make, fully make up and the really sad moment was he was saying goodbye to Isla thinking mm. oh my god like he's never gonna see her again like we just knew that that was gonna happen and yeah mm. he wouldn't come back so obviously yeah they have the holiday and all this stuff kicks off with Veronica um and so there's that Sasha situation which we just discussed um yeah and then obviously it gets to the, the dramatic climax obviously um Leah Eden obviously appearing out of the bush and finding uh Krista and Leo um and I mean I don't know what were your initial thoughts in that moment because it was just a bit like odd I I feel like (laughs) just him just appearing and being like I I I feel like my baby like what I mean I I feel like that whole section was just rushed through. I feel like when we've had these kind of situations before with crazy psycho characters, it's always kind of been like a drawn out thing. It's kind of like the whole episode has been, we've seen them at the beginning, there's some kind of, you know, back and forth. And then we're by the end of the episode, obviously something happens, but it just felt like, it took five minutes that's how how much time it took and I just felt like David's been a character for quite some time quite a well-loved character we love him with Aaron they've got kids and you know all of that but it's like you've just basically ended his life just like that there was nothing 
Yeah, I think potentially because they wanted the emphasis to be on the, the next episode where they were going through the the scenes of him actually dying. So they didn't emphasize that. I get, the, I get, the, I get that, but I don't know. I just felt like. It seemed to, I know what you mean. It seemed to be the, the same fight was seemed scrappy. Rapid. Yeah, like it was just like, oh, Eden appears. Oh, um, he's going to. He's gonna ha- hit Leo with a rock. Oh, David's here. Oh, David's gone and attacked him. Oh, they've fallen off the cliff. Oh, end. It yeah, it all happened in a very short space of time, and it was just kind of like, oh, like yeah, just yeah. I know what you mean. But also, I kind of wanted it to be more premeditated as well. Yeah, I just feel like that's such a shoddy way for him to die. At least if you if you're gonna kill off David do it in a more pronounced way. You know, maybe that there's a scuffle, David gets involved, there's a bit of a fight scene, and then Eden picks up a rock and hits him over the head with it. It always seems to be, this is how neighbours, and we've had several, I mean, we did the drama episodes last time. Um, It always seems to be, oh, yeah, and they fell and got hit by a rock. You I mean, know, like, we don't know what killed David. It was something. No, but it's that kind of oh, but you're dead now. But it was an accident, or you fell over and this happened. Uh, it just seems to be like, well, I want to see someone actually going to prison for something, but justified. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So basically, what you want is for someone to actually murder on screen. <laughs> well, why didn't Eden do that? He could have knocked him out with a rock. Yeah, but the whole yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. seemed very scrappy. Now, obviously, going on to the next episode, obviously, David and Eden are at the bottom of the cliff, and David has told Aaron and De- uh, Leo to save Eden first because, um, I mean, even at that point, I was like, I know why he's telling them to, yeah. to take Eden first. He's yeah. trying to make up for his yeah. previous for Gareth. I knew at that point before they'd even got to the the other yeah. part, yeah. and David, I was even then. I was like, David knows he's not okay. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah. So, um, now people were talking and they were like, oh my god, this is the best acting, the most uh, dramatic, uh, upsetting episode. It was so good. Like, yes, it was good. But I'm really sorry, there are deaths out there that have been a lot worse than this one. Now, I I didn't sob at this one. Yeah, I didn't cry at all. The the only time I was, I'll get to actually in a minute when I cried. The two that I've cried at was, of course, Sonia's. Mm -hmm. That's what I cried at. Even now when you watch it. (laughs) Yeah, and the second one I cried at was Hendrix. Yeah, that was sad. That was really sad. uh, Yeah. This was sad. Now, obviously, but just not to the extreme that I think others. But you know, but you know why those two are because with Sonia, we knew she was terminal for quite yeah. some time, yeah. and even with Hendrix, it was a lot shorter. But they spent die. about two episodes. We knew he was not great with his lungs, so we knew that yeah. was an issue. Uh, and then when he went is, into hospital, you know, we were a bit. It was a bit touch and go. And then by the end of that episode, it was like, oh shit, he's died. So there's a bit more of us going you know, we're already thinking, oh no, because we've been dealing with it. Whereas this is like just completely random. 
you we didn't have the time to build up that sadness because it just yeah. happened yeah um but I have to say obviously <laughs> when Aaron and Leo obviously come back and they find that David's passed away now obviously Aaron lets out that like horrible scream and that's obviously classic of anybody who's just mm-hmm. that painful like like the worst possible pain you can ever feel like in your entire life mm-hmm. like I was like oh god that's like awful I hated that moment but the one thing that really got to me was the fact that they carried him through the woods that was yeah and then yeah Aaron cradling David's dead body in the back yeah. of the car yeah I was just like yeah, no, nah, I, 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 I wasn't crying, but I was like, like that. Is... Yeah, I had, I had a sinking feeling when I saw that, especially them carrying, and then they kind of slipped, didn't they? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, Matty who's just done so well, like such a great performance. Um, he needs to win awards for that, or at least be nominated, because I know Neighbours tends not to win all, all the awards. Um, but definitely deserving of, of a win. Um that whole entire whole entire scene and that moment I thought he's going to he's going to be so angry with David Mm. this was even before I knew of the voicemail and his kind of confession you know just the fact that he goes no Eden go first he's going to be so at the moment he's like upset worried whatever and then he will be really sad when when he passes away but then he's going to be so angry and I was right he in that moment where he's cradling in the back of the car I just think he was just so like numb at that point yeah yeah um yeah we obviously it moves on obviously we know that they're traveling to hospital to take David to hospital whatever etc and it obviously moves on to Jane having to be the one that breaks that was the sad yeah like yeah like you know that was really sad scene and um obviously Therese being like well where like I need to tell Paul I need to find him yeah and finding him obviously in the um the hotel with um Chelsea I just like the, the look on Paul's face he would just he didn't believe no he was stunned it was like David's died and he was just like like it's like one of those things where you're like, Well, I just I just saw him like not that yeah. long ago. What do you mean David's died? Yeah, and um I we've I we've started to see obviously see we're gonna talk about later the old Paul and Therese mm-hmm. at this particular moment. Um the thing that broke me, this is the thing that made me cry, was when I was going to say Stefan and Paul went in, he said, I want to see my boy now. And he went mm. in, just broke down saying, I'm sorry, David, I'm sorry. And obviously we know now why he's sorry, because yeah. I think he feels that he's brought Eden back and he's the reason. And actually um, when Aaron was in the room and uh, Carl had to say to him, you need to leave now, like Kyle's face. I don't know what it is. Something about the older generation being upset really gets to me. So it's mm-hmm. actually it was actually Paul and Carl that made me cry. Mm-hmm. Um 
because yeah. they're, they're veterans they 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 know what to do and we're very familiar with them like they're our family so it's like a family member being upset in front of you um yeah and then obviously um there's obviously the voice note mm-hmm. david obviously knowing that he was dying and obviously that he's made the decision to save someone and that has obviously led to Aaron being in a place where he's I mean he's going through the however many stages of grief there are um and he's obviously at the very angry stage when he obviously hears about this I mean yeah I don't know I don't know how I'd feel like hearing that voice note I mean for me I feel personally I feel like I'm in Aaron's corner because Here's Eden, who's caused a whole bunch of trouble, right? And yes, I understand why David did it, because of Gareth. But I feel like it was a very selfish move on David's behalf to make that decision for himself when he's got an entire family to think about. Eden, okay, yes, Chris is pregnant with his baby, but... Ultimately, up until this point, you know, when you kind of, it sounds really harsh, but when you judge the two lives, you're like, well, which one is worth more? Which, which, you know, and he's made the decision to go, well, actually, I chose to not save someone's life. I'm not doing the same thing again to help my guilt. But to be honest, your guilt isn't going to matter when you're dead. So, you know, and then you're transferring that on to your partner and also your kid when your kid grows up. That The reason why is because you didn't choose them. You chose some random guy that was causing trouble anyway. And I understand in the eyes of the law, I understand all of this. And at the end of the day, fine. You don't want to, he doesn't want to do the same thing again because it's basically what took his license away, right? He's not a doctor anymore because of that. But no, I mean, I think we're going to see Aaron like we've never seen him before. He's always been the upbeat, you know, of the two of them anyway. He's always been the pick-me-up, always. You know, he's always been a bit more comedic than David. And I just feel like, you know, we've had sunshine and rainbows with him, but we're going to get some dark, dark Aaron, which I guess is, is good for... Matty because oh, we're going to see a lot of his good 100%. his best work yeah it um no I agree 100 percent. like if I if I was in that position I would 100 percent never have chosen somebody else over my own family um it is a very selfish thing to have done but I but I feel so feel like potentially in that moment and probably leading up to that moment having been reminded that he's lost his medical license due to the fact that obviously Remy's Remy had an issues with him, you know, a few weeks back. He probably, David, I feel, probably didn't have much, um, like, self-worth. He didn't really think much of himself and didn't think he was going anywhere and he had any purpose in life. So, potentially, was in a much darker place than we, you know, realised or whatever. So, there's things that add to it. You're never going to know. And he's a character at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, no, I no, I 100% agree. So obviously we've got the massive fallout from this now. And, and obviously Therese is now being there for Paul. Um, 
Mel has obviously noticed that Toady is in a mood. Uh, obviously, Toady, um, Toady's consoling Therese, but also he's obviously still very worried by Therese's involvement with Paul. And obviously, we've now seen um, this escalate in the most recent episodes um, with uh, obviously Eden. Um, has escaped from mm-hmm. uh, hospital mm-hmm. and has held Mel hostage. Um, <laughs> I had to laugh. Somebody wrote on Twitter. They were like, um, "Like he's injured. Surely you'd have kept. You could have taken him. He'd a tiny little pen knife or whatever." Like and like, yeah. Like Eden's fallen down a cliff. He's really hurt. Like he's got a tiny mm-hmm. pen. Knife. Mel could have knocked him over and like escaped. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he she's been held hostage, and obviously now you've got Toady coming in to be the person to help and this has caused a, a rift between Toadie and Therese and the, all, the last episode we see Toadie obviously still not being okay with Therese being close to Paul and they have a big fight about it in the law office but and then they both go oh but it's fine we're yeah still dangling the carrot like yes less they're having a big argument and then oh no we're, we're, we'll but, forgive each other this is what we're going to do but we, let's don't, be we don't want to see healthy couple habits yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest here. You guys are both as bad as each other, and yeah. like to be to be fair though, I don't I don't think so because Therese hasn't been a hypocrite necessarily, and I feel like Therese has more reason and is being more genuine in terms of being a friend to Paul than yeah. Toady is with Mel because yeah. they've been having those therapy sessions. And there's clearly a lot of emotion still there between the two of them unresolved. Whereas with Paul and Therese, Paul didn't run off, did he? Like they kind of sorted out and they had the divorce and they sorted everything out between them. So they care very much for each other, but I don't necessarily think that that's anything sordid. Like there's any other motive at the moment between Therese and Paul than being there for one another as friends. Whereas on the other hand, Toadie, we've always said Toadie will be the weak one. Um, you know, oh, I'm really scared. I'm really scared. Oh, I'll just stay here on the oh no, and I'll stay here on the couch. Sorry, what? Like, no. How about you invite her over to your house? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure. Therese would prefer that and understand it a bit more if you weren't trying to hide it. Yeah. No. You, know, you have to put your foot down and he's he's not strong enough to put his foot down. You know, he 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 said, I choose you. Yeah. I mean, not. you could tell this by Carl's um uh shock when he came home and saw Toadie on the sofa being like, What the hell are you doing here, Toadie? Like, what? Like you need to you need to step back and you need to stay away from Mel. This is not healthy. Yeah, exactly. I just there's no way at the moment that they're both on the same par. And I, I'm completely on Teresa's side. She's doing everything right, but it doesn't seem to be it's she he still keeps being gravitating towards Mel. But, but I then... thought it was gonna be the other way around. I thought she was gonna be the one because we no. always loved Paul and Therese together. But but yeah, it's been Toadie actually that's been the one that's yeah. Literally, when he said, "Well, look at what you're doing with Paul. Uh, his sons died, and also yeah. I saw him as a son. So yeah. this, like, we can help each other with that. 
like I'm going to be there for him. And mm. to be fair to, to, you know, they both said, actually, they've got other people that can help them and support them. It's not, it's not, we care for our exes, but we are not responsible to be that support anymore. So that, but whether they stick to it or not, or no, you can tell when Therese was looking at um, Chelsea, she was like, you want to be Paul's support? Like, mm, okay. Yeah. Like, she knows yeah. what Chelsea's about and she's that she's trying to, like, you know, worm her way in or whatever. Um, I was, was going to say, go back to what we said about the, um, what's it called? The heist or the kidnapping of Mel, not kidnapping, what you call it? A hostage situation. Yeah. I, it's I always thought, in in the Kennedy household. Yeah, I thought it was just going to be a bit of more of a thing. Like, um, I just, I just honestly, like, I don't want to keep dissing my favorite show, but I just feel like the writers are treading too carefully. I feel like they then don't want to be bold. You know, like it just felt like they were dancing around the kitchen. Uh, yeah, I know. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, like there's a new drama. Oh, yes, Andrew's gonna get a bit be involved. Yeah, it's no, be, and it's bloody like, Toby. A big, a big thing for Andrew. Like he'll get to go in there, and it'll be a big, big thing for him. No. We'll see the police station interviewing like loads of people. Yeah, let's come on, develop Andrew's character, and then it's just like, oh no, Tony sneaked him, sprayed him in the face, tackled him, and then Andrew's told him off, and that's it. But I guess this that was just a situation to bring Mel and Toby closer together. And it's to get this ball rolling. And as much as I didn't really like any of those scenes, to be honest, um, it's doing what I want it to. And it's literally now really teasing us. Yeah. Like we have been waiting for six months for this, for both couples to break up and get back with their exes. Yeah. And we thought, you know, <laughs> half a year down the line, this would have happened by now, at least with one of them. I don't even like Toadie and Mel together that much. No, though. but they're making you want that because Therese and, and Toadie are so wrong. I just, yeah. So you're like, okay, there's no I Sonia. Don't... Obviously, Sonia's number one for Toadie, of course. But Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, last thing is uh, the last couple of episodes that we've seen. Obviously, you mentioned it before, Chelsea breaking into Toadie's... Uh, and getting the contract or whatever like yeah not a good move like complete idiot she's yeah don't like Chelsea and now they're planning the funeral for David and obviously Paul was I don't think he's got into Aaron's head I think Aaron maybe have come to this assumption by himself but they both are now completely against Krista and are like he ain't coming to the to the funeral and Leo's obviously having to be like so we're going to find out whether he agrees with them or not and is going to keep Krista away. Because David was a big part of her life and her recovery, etc. But the blame's being put on her for it. And I'm just kind of a bit like... I mean, I do feel sorry for her. Yeah. Because I understand the reasons why they're upset and they're taking it out on her, their grief out on her and their anger out on her. But, you know, she's also pregnant. Like, why are you doing... Why are you causing so much stress to... A pregnant lady and it just feels like definitely with Paul the motive is well actually I'll also wind Leo and Krista up so they'll break up and it's yeah. just I don't know 
I don't know. Um, I it feel sorry been, for her. Yeah, it has been a drama-heavy, fueled emotion last mm. two weeks. And I mean, obviously, we're now going into a third week and we're going to obviously see David's funeral. And yeah. I mean, that we'll, we won't, I don't know if we'll see the actual funeral, but we've seen, obviously, there's um, wake scenes. So we've seen there's, there's a thing at the waterhole for for david which is how everybody knew that david was one that died because um it was shown in spoilers a while ago that there was some kind of funeral and i think people mm. worked out from that so there's still some stuff to come but yeah we need to are we gonna have some lighter moments again with some comedy like i mean hopefully um i don't know i think with the whole funeral thing i'm like who's gonna actually turn up because like his mother should be there but if his mother isn't there, I'm like, this is a farce. <laughs> and I mean, Mark's not going to be there. Chloe's not going to be oh there. God. All, of the, all of Aaron's family. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I mean, we never know. April might make a surprise. She might have kept that one a secret, but Maybe. I doubt it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So now for the next segment. Um, I mean, we don't want to be here all day, do we? No. Um, just to point out that we were going to give our individual top five lists, but they ended up identical. So we're actually <laughs> doing it together. I mean, it's like we're twins, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there were so many like couples that like we literally could have chosen from. I like I literally told you like the amount of times I changed my mind. Like it literally was so difficult. But these are going to be our top five couples for Valentine's Day. So Natasha, you go. Right, so our first one at number five, um, it's Paul and Therese. It is, it's the Paul and Therese. Oh, God, like, what can we say about Paul and Therese? Like, there's just so much, isn't there? I mean, yeah, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, probably with some of these couples, actually, um, they spent more time apart than they have done together. <laughs> um, like, the, yeah. Just as such... Um, Oh, is that I don't know was it wasn't even sexual tension it was the yeah I know it was that's it was what the, it was um what was the power moves <clears throat> that they used to play on each other yeah, Before yeah, they yeah. together they used to just be yeah. like well I'm better at this than you are yeah but I could do this they hated just... each other I mean I just love a, a hate love storyline I just love it you know your enemies and then a bit of sex comes into it and then you fall in love that way um yeah. I'm a sucker for it Absolutely yeah. for it. Um, and yeah, I feel like Therese has been the only woman to put him in his place, really. How did they get together in the first place? Was it to do with oh god. Wasn't he... it wasn't it when they separated uh, Therese and and it was something they were kind of sleeping together. That's kind of didn't he? Wasn't he really unwell or something? He was unwell, pretend cancer. That's when he was with um, oh, yeah. Sheena's daughter. Her brother. And Therese was getting really like jealous about how close they were getting and stuff. I can't even remember how they got together now. For them being on our five couple, like we're not very good at remembering things. The thing is, it's been I mean, so much over the so last... much, and I think we're just so preoccupied at the moment between the whole situation yeah. um, that we're just gagging for them to get back together. Because, um, yeah. You know, we didn't believe it when Neighbours returned that Paul and Trey weren't, weren't together. 
the wedding oh they're just renewing their vows or something yeah and then it ended up being well no they're not together and we're like what sorry what so so odd and now yeah we're still waiting god it's got to happen surely i just yeah i just yeah they are the couple we like i mean especially paul love to hate (laughs) and just to raise just works i think what it is is she is as powerful as him at times but she also knows how to put like paul in his place she, she knows what buttons to press any of his shit basically you know everyone seems to be quite weak female wise um that gets involved with paul seems to be quite weak they're just very attracted by his money yeah and with her she doesn't give a shit about his no, money she's got her own money she's no just... she doesn't she doesn't need that um and definitely when she was manager of lassiter's like i don't need to tolerate your shit no um yeah no yeah so paul and Teresa at number five so number four we've just been speaking about them in the first segment is the lovely david and aaron or aaron and david whatever day you want to say it what were their what was their name darren 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 uh they were Aaron and David. Were they Brennan Tanaka or Tanaka Brennan? Anyway, I don't know what they were. <laughs> but David and Aaron. Um, yeah, now Aaron's obviously just lost lost his his husband recently. Um, very, very sad. But obviously, whilst David was alive, um, yeah, that was obviously um interesting uh way that they obviously got together because David um was still in very much in the closet and obviously mm-hmm. Aaron was the one that um brought him out of the closet I suppose and yeah him to realize that actually you know he wanted to be with men and have a relationship and do everything get married have babies etc um there has been a big um what's the word I'm looking for journey for these two I would say and it's probably yeah one of those relationships that is obviously very much favored by a lot of people because it's the what were the first um same-sex wedding on since it was obviously legalized um so there's a lot of um what should you say about him not history, but a lot of um, the word I'm looking for. A lot of because I can't think. Help me out, Natasha. I have no idea. I'm dead as well. Stuck for words, like um, like talking about like current um affairs and things that are really important at the moment with like same sex couples and LGBTQI and all that kind mm-hmm, of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And neighbours do that, like, obviously very, very Very well. So they've got um, Mackenzie and stuff. Um, Yeah, why were they at your number four? Um, I think for me, at times, they were even more exemplary than um, Carl and Susan. Yeah. Um, I felt like they were probably, even sometimes more than Tony and Sonia, I felt they were really steadfast and very solid as a couple. And it actually had nothing to do with their sexuality. 
um mm. it it just felt like they were you know two complete opposites but they were just so they just complemented each other so well mm. you know and I feel like for me out of the two of them Aaron's my favorite out of the two of them and to be honest I feel like Aaron completely even though he wasn't the doctor you know with the really impressive job um Aaron really kind of turned David's world upside down not just with coming out um but just being his his light his ray of light his his light relief I think Aaron was just his true authentic self yeah yeah and encourage David but, to and be... it, but Aaron has been an c- incredible support for David sometimes it was David getting all of the storylines but it was yeah. alway, always Aaron Aaron there to support him always yeah. and I think people miss that because like we've said before in previous uh his character is very very good at being the comedic character yeah. but actually like he is very strong and is there for people you know mm-hmm. when you know you you need him you know they went through the whole um fostering situation mm-hmm. and it was there was a couple of questions that I think were about their past and stuff that were very sort of like um you know that you know nitty gritty and Aaron was mm-hmm. actually like like no I'm gonna stand up for what I believe yeah. in how dare you ask these mm-hmm. kind of questions and he always like yeah fought for what he believed you know believed in and um like we've said in the first sec- segment I think now David's gone we're going to see a side to Aaron that's very much different to what yeah. he's been known to be he's yeah. always been the strong one and I think he's going to um yeah his character's going to um change and yeah mm-hmm. like people have been saying there is no Aaron without David I yeah. suppose yeah so it's going to be very interesting. I, I think it's going to be very dark, yeah. Could say the same, though, about the next couple. If there's no Aaron without David, then at number three, so Natasha. Yeah, so at number three, we've got Toadie and Sonia. Yeah. So um, I think with these two, completely destined to be with each other. Um, but I think they had more downs and they had ups. And that's not even speaking about how she died. There was just so much, wasn't there? I mean, you've got the, um, you know, the, what do you say, affair? Because he thought it was D, but it wasn't D. So it's still an affair. Yeah. So the the Andrea situation, and obviously he ends up, you know, fathering another child with another woman. Um, You know, you've got Sonia's... uh, Sonia being poisoned by Andrea's mother and, you know, thinking that she was having a relapse and you've got all that going on. You've got Sonia, um, you know, a drug and alcohol addiction comes into play and there's just a lot of shit yeah, that they had to go through, especially in the last, you know, few years that they were um, together. But they always, always found their way back to each other. Yeah. And that's what I loved about Tony and Sonia. And I just think no one will ever be as good. As I think Sonya. I think it's also the chemistry. Um, well, going back to David and Aaron, like the people, yeah. you, you know, um, 
Takaya and Matty, like the role that they play for David and Aaron and their chemistry as two straight men to play that role. Amazing. It's incredible. Amazing. Like, you, you know, you can't beat, and it's the same for, like you said, for Tony yeah. and Sonia, and obviously Ryan and Eve's chemistry together, mm-hmm. working together. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, just something about them. If we're talking about chemistry, we're talking about actors playing um couples I would put day I would put David and Aaron Tony and Sonia at the top mm-hmm. but in terms of obviously coupling um mm-hmm. they're at number three because we've got obviously others that um are higher up for different reasons but um yeah I just that I was just devastated when Sonia Sonia died because I just yeah I love just love 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 Tony and Sonia together mm-hmm. that's all I can really say on it yeah yeah um yeah, so and there's a bit of an umming and ahhing about um, the next two positions, you know, who was going to go next. Now, we've actually decided at number two that we're going to pick Carl and Susan. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was a shock, considering um, they're like soap mum and dad. But I'm going to, yeah, but I'm going to let you take the lead on this because obviously... As much as I love them, I think you've got a real uh, strong connection to them. So I'll let you be the one to kind yeah, of... Yeah, I mean... I mean, the thing is, I almost didn't, I I had them at number one, but then I took that away and gave them number two spot because I'm like, but the way that Carl cheated on, and I can never get over it. I don't think any of us can get over it. The way Carl- Now though, people still still get mentioned. Um, You know, Carl cheated on Susan with Sarah. Like, you know, it was just a kiss. Like, um yeah no and even if it's just a kiss that's still a bit of infidelity mate like no um you know and they've been through so many divorces I mean honestly like there's one thing having like record like Paul has probably had the most divorces but to the the same person is crazy um but again it just proves that they 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 had always drawn back to it a bit like with um Tony and Sonia you know whatever happens they always make it back to each other that they are home for each other and I think that's why that's so high because also they've been in it since the the late 90s and for us seeing them together is also home so it's that kind of sweet um that's why I couldn't not give them a position like they had to have a position um yeah, and I mean, out of the two of them, if we're going to pick, like I did with David and Aaron, um, I love both of them, but Susan's going to tip it because I don't <laughs> think that she's actually committed anything, like any kind of infidelity, really. Um, Carl was a little bit of a naughty no, boy. No, And it's funny because even when she then remarried after they divorced that time, God, I can't even remember what his name was, but yeah. it was- it was Zach and Rachel, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Like, yeah. um Zelensky? Yeah. Was that um, what it was? Um, something like that. Yes. Anyway. Kalinsky, Zelensky, I don't know. Anything, something like that. I Kaczynski? Because I don't Are know. Are we just making it up now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um <laughs> God, that's tickled me. Um even when she was with him, I never was invested in that because I was like, she needs to be with Carl. 
yeah but you don't take it seriously do do you like a lot with a lot of these couples if they went off which is why we don't we have toady and mel um toady and therese and you know paul you know like they're I mean, not so much with Toadie and Mel, but definitely with Paul and Therese. It's like when I we're not taking Therese and Toadie seriously. Hey. Because sorry, no, they're the star couple. What are you doing? Um, and yeah. we're just biding our time at the moment until that actually does happen. And we're like, yeah. yay. Um, but that's how we feel about Carl and Susan. Like, you know, they could like <laughs> have a really, really bad, like it's not even a midlife crisis because it's a bit, they're a bit too old for that, but they could have a serious situation where they literally go off and do what um, I mean things that could have gone we won't take it seriously long. things that could have gone very long like when we first came back and obviously we were, Susan was not happy with Carl because he'd lost um basically their life savings investing in that you know business or whatever um I mean it, as per usual, he redeemed himself and they've come back stronger. I mean, they're currently not together because Susan's off in Sydney. I mean, yeah, and then he's and, off. And he's off times. doing his own thing, like pottering in the garden and, you know, is he actually working at the hospital? That kind of stuff. Well, he clearly is working at the hospital because we saw him. Well, now, now we've seen it after we said it last time. <laughs> it's so funny. We say stuff and then we're like, oh. Oh, there we go. But they couldn't. They, I'm really sorry, but they couldn't. When David died, they couldn't have had any other doctor being. No, 100%. 100. Um, Yeah. No, anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Um, Right. So, number one, Natasha. Yes. um, Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) I miss the fact that I've just said that means this definitely has to be number one. To be fair, though, I think people already know you before you're going to say Oh, my God. If you don't already know anything about me. Um, and last but not least, oh my God, super favourite, super personal favourite of ours, both of ours. It's Mark Brennan and Paige. Now, to a lot of people, they'll probably think, what? That's your number one? Like, out of all of the ones you've just mentioned, that's your number one couple? Yeah. Hell fucking yeah. People, people would want it to be Tony and Sonia. A hundred percent would want it to be Tony oh, and Sonia. No. But like, no. Like, really sorry, guys. But Mark Brennan, like, and it's not even because we think he's like the fucking fittest policeman. I mean, like, yes, it is. But <laughs> No, but she's fit too. <laughs> right. So Natasha has a girl crush on, like, you know, Olympia Valance. Like, fair play, mate. So, like, you know, she is hot. But Mark Brennan yeah, and Paige, like, oh, the sexual chemistry. Oh, my God. Two, from the get-go, where they were arguing. I that just... kiss. I watch that kiss all oh, the time. And say that, saying this, we've watched an interview. We did it. We've watched an interview, you and I. You're not supposed to use tongues. Paige was fucking using her tongue on that kiss. Actors, yeah, being naughty, not using their tongues. Sorry. Oh, my God. And they were using their tongues on that yeah, kiss. Yeah, no, that was a really good kiss. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, we were probably thinking, oh, I wish we would hurt her right now. But you know, To be honest, now I remember watching that because I loved her from the beginning. Like, literally, she was just absolutely gorgeous. She's also very fiery and very kind of passionate. Um, you know, she she's definitely not a weak, she's very strong. 
um so yeah like as a as a female character I thought yes this is someone who we this is a good example and then she's gonna get with my soap husband I'm like uh yeah I want to see that um and yeah no like you know we know we've seen Mark with several people I'm not going to mention her name in particular um but I'm sorry but Paige you know is the only one that's good enough for him we need to to talk about how we got to the point of them actually finally ending up getting together marrying and having a child now oh it was this was so hard for me because I was going to actually put them down as one of my favorite couples obviously Paige gets with jack now her and jack together i mean that's also really hot like a priest (laughs) who's not meant to be like you know doing those kind of things they obviously have a child storyline jesus she thinks that she wants to be with mark with uh god i'm saying mark because i'm so obsessed with him wants to be with jack um obviously she's left mark's ended up being with somebody that we don't like and Ultimately, at the end of it, they, you know, Jack realises, no, he actually does want to, you know, be back in the church and be, a, you know, a priest again. And it comes full circle and they, on a whim, actually, because it was yeah. the weddings, wasn't it? Yeah. We're like, fuck it. Actually, no. We Mark goes, I should never have um, let you go. You are the one for me. Mm-hmm. What the hell was I thinking? And they mm-hmm. get married, and he gets married in a very, very nice uh, kilt. Yeah, mustache. I think. I think the thing is, the two of them were very stubborn as well, yeah. and yeah. they want the best at communication. So for ages, they probably were like, "I would love to get back with you, but I'm not gonna." Very proud. I'm not gonna be vulnerable with you. And actually, a lot of failed relationships and a lot of time wouldn't have been wasted well yeah but it, it comes down to timing at the end of the day isn't it like their yeah. timing probably wasn't right then but yeah. then it now very to be, is to be fair though there was there is a huge age gap yeah and when she was what in her she was what like 21 yeah so like the character was 21 um yeah. when Paige joined um yeah I mean and he was what in his like early 30s I think uh, it was definitely something yeah. like 30 there was a quiet yeah, age gap yeah, and yeah. at that young age it's I mean I think that was one of the reasons why they broke up Yeah, she was a bit on the immature side and yeah. I think her having Gabe and you know trying to make a go of her and Jack um, yeah she just matured yeah. and yeah, she grew up. Mark got to a place away from Erinsburg that he needed to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, they finally both just got the right together. And um, yeah. when you know, you know, right? Married and had another baby called Freddie. I mean, I this is this is the couple that I want to come back, even if it's just for, you know, a few episodes. I just want to see them together and see what their life is like. Yeah. Um, well, they could you know, come back I, I, I follow them both on social media, Olympia and, yeah. and um, Scott. So I know what they're up to. Um, 
but it would just be nice just to have a little touch or even it doesn't even have to be done I would love to see them but talk about them yeah just to have a little mention to say oh yeah page and mark yeah they, well they might mention it at the funeral you never know Aaron might say oh Mark and Paige can't make it or whatever and it's just kind of like oh we're still yeah. together yeah yeah oh yeah they're just yeah so they are our top agree with us disagree with us we don't care Mark and Paige forever and if you make if you went oh hello <laughs> appeared on the screen on mine <laughs> Oh my god, that was crazy. Anyway, if you popped down to the uh what do you call what was it, the neighbours experience in London, you will have seen that Natasha and I have graffitied all of the backstage area with Mark and Paige forever. Yeah. So, anyway. Ooh. But like we were only born, what, me in eighty seven, you in eighty eight. So mm-hmm. like really sorry, but Scott and Charlene just were not gonna make our top five. Like, you know, I mean, neither of us, you know. Mike and Jane, you know. But... I mean, where is Mike? <laughs> I, I know, right? I mean, I think the OGs are probably going to be screaming at yeah, us. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really, really sorry, mm. guys. Sorry. Well, regardless, I think <laughs> it was pretty lovely reminiscing about our favorite couples, um, really? especially after the like the drama that we've had. Yeah. Um, in the last few episodes um yeah I think each of them are inspiring in their own way which is why they're our top five um yeah. and Carl and Susan they've been really put through the ringer by the fates um yeah. I'm just glad that their relationship is very much calm waters at the moment um they deserve I, it I mean but for how long I mean it is really sad about David and Aaron I know obviously and we felt this way like we've said about Toadie mm-hmm. and Sonia like mm-hmm. we are never gonna forget you know about Sonia but I think like over time it probably comes a little less raw mm-hmm. um, I mean Tony deserves to be happy yeah yeah he does I mean it's why he has to get back with Mel right <laughs> I mean the saga continues doesn't it mm-hmm. I mean let's hope we see some kind of like development on this soon anyway speaking of Toadie mm-hmm. actually um, we have just bought front row tickets to see him, haven't yes. we? I mean, do you want to say a little bit more about it? Yeah. So we always love to uh, tell you about latest events. Um, so it was announced this week that Ryan Maloney will be coming back to the UK um, to see us fans um, in September 2024. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Live in Convo. Honestly, so much thank you for that. Um, tickets went on sale this week at a number of venues across the UK. VIP tickets are also available, which includes a meet and greet with the man himself. Be sure to snap up those tickets before they sell out, though. Um, you can visit mapletreeentertainment.com for more info on the Toad on the Road tour. I love the name of that. <laughs> so it's going to be so good. Like, he is so, so hilarious. Honestly, can't wait to meet my soap cousin again. <laughs> Honestly. I need to start having, like names for like different people who might cousin and I'm just a bit over familiar that's the problem <laughs> anyway uh, yeah so in other news um we are actually still waiting on screen star events to reschedule the Lucinda Cowden event um and obviously we will obviously let you guys know like any dates and stuff when we hear about it yeah um and I also found out that um if you are a fan of Wentworth Prison 
Um, there's a Wentworth Prison Convention happening on the weekend of the 2nd of March in Melbourne. Um, and you could meet Jane Hall, who played Paul's wife, Rebecca Napier, in Neighbours. So if you this sounds up your street, then for more info, please go to wentworthprisoncon.com. Awesome. I mean, it is really good, like, that mm-hmm. all of these, like, events are stop- stopping, happening now. We mentioned it when we went to um, the tour, mm-hmm. the celebration tour. We mentioned it, didn't we, Said We mm-hmm. need more conventions and things like yeah. that and stuff. You know, I just hope the event organisers, you know, keep these things going and they keep, like, coming Definitely. because they're so, so good. Definitely. We're very lucky. Um, so thank you everyone for joining us um, and that's it see you next time bye